Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Chill Chats Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee, and my cat, Binks, is once again snoozing next to me, but she's a cat. I don't really expect anything else from her. I hope that you are all having an amazing week, and I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I just want to start off by saying Happy New Year. I know that we are three weeks into the year, so I don't know. I usually don't say Happy New Year after the first week, but because this episode is the first episode of 2023, I feel as though I still have to say it. So Happy New Year. I hope that the start of the new year has been going well for all of you, or if it's maybe going like mine, it's been a little bit lackluster. It's just kind of, you know, another day. We've just kind of continued on from 2022. That said, the past three weeks, I ended up taking off from the podcast. I posted it on my Instagram. If you're not following it, make sure to check out at Chill Chats Podcast on IG so you can keep up with when I do decide to announce that I am not doing an episode, as well as get some behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, I don't know. The start of the year has been like I said, a little bit lackluster. I've just kind of been going through the motions or maybe not even really going through the motions. I'm still kind of in the slump of post-holidays, which I know at this rate, it's three weeks into the year. I need to get out of it. But January is such a weird month. I find January so challenging because there's all these weird pressures to start over, to start fresh, to clean your house or get rid of things or start new traditions or habits or whatever. And I just feel overwhelmed by all of that. So I tend to use January as a reset month because I'm still in school. I'm very fortunate to have a pretty chill month usually, which is January. However, this month isn't really that way for me because I'm actually taking a graduate course. But either way, it's still it's still in my mind seems more relaxing than other months. So Needless to say, it's been a pretty unproductive past few weeks, but we are getting into the swing of things. We're getting back into some minor routines, trying out some new things, getting some good food in my tummy, not eating junk food constantly anymore, and we're just going through the motions and we're hoping for the best. But as usual, I was going to start off with my highs and my lows. I think my highs for the past few weeks have just been around the fact that it was the holidays, we got into the new year, celebrated the new year. A huge high for me right now is that Miley Cyrus dropped a new song, Flowers. I highly recommend looking into this song if you listen to it and think that it sounds like Bruno Mars' When I Was Your Man, or if you just are contemplating what the song is about, all I'm going to say is look into it. There's a lot of fan theories about what it is about, and I'm not here to disclose really what it is or isn't about. I don't know for fact, but either way, I love the song. I love Miley Cyrus, and I'm so excited that she's finally coming out with new music. She has a new album coming out in March, and I am just keeping my fingers and toes crossed that she goes on tour soon because I have been trying to see this girl since I was in elementary school. So I am very excited about that. That's been a high. And other than that, I think just kind of hanging out with family, I was able to go home for a very, very, very short visit. And it was just nice to be home for a little bit to be on the train. I love riding the train and listening to music and just again, kind of relaxing, giving my body some time to rest and feel what it needs to feel until I start my final semester of grad school. That to say, I did decide to take a winter course, which I don't really want to say is a low per se, but 
if you're not in grad school or if you're not familiar with how the United States and my particular grad program work, a typical semester is 15 weeks and you meet once a week for a class that's about two hours. So you'll end up meeting for about 30 hours for a class throughout, again, 15 weeks, around four or five months. So the winter and summer term courses, obviously you don't have 15 weeks. They are abridged versions of the courses. However, they are not abridged at all. So I've decided to take a course. I decided last minute to kind of switch into a course for the winter so that my workload in the spring could be reduced. And this course, because it's kind of like a crash course version, we still have those 15 classes, but instead of having them across the course of four or five months, you have them across three weeks. So every single day, basically for three weeks, I have readings and assignments to do. It is definitely very intense. It's not for everybody, but I'm fortunate to have a schedule that allowed me to take this course this winter. And I really feel so satisfied after completing these winter and summer courses just because they are so fast paced, but I feel like I get so much out of them. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's a low, but similar to the summer courses that I took this past summer, it's just very time consuming to have to review material every day to write discussion board posts or write papers and just be learning so much information in the span of a few weeks while also trying to go home and do other responsibilities in life. So not a super big low, but definitely is leading me to feeling about of unmotivation because I'm focusing so much energy and attention on that and I'm not really putting my energy and attention to anything else, but we are working through it. Like I said, I have about one more week of this class and then I am in my final semester of my grad program, which feels so crazy because yes, this is only a two-year program. Actually, it's not a two-year program, but I did it in two years. Either way though, it's just crazy how fast grad school goes by. I'm very excited to be wrapping up. I'm ready for the next chapter. I'm ready to be done with academia for a short little bit. And then whether or not I determine to go back to school in the future, I don't know. Crazy Kaylee can figure that out in the future, but we're going into calm Kaylee era. We are going to take a break from academia, a break from learning. Well, you never should take a break from learning, but I'm going to take a break from taking classes for school purposes, stressing over grades, stressing over assignments, and I'm just going to relax. So with all that being said, I now invite you to take some time to think about your past three weeks highs and lows to reflect a little on how the start of the new year is going for you. Is there anything that you hope maybe can change in the next few days or weeks? Or are you kind of enjoying something that you've implemented? But I now invite you to take that time to think through that. So something that I didn't want to talk about necessarily in my highs, but that is very exciting to me right now and that will lead into today's topic is reading. I've been talking about reading a lot, or I feel like I've been talking about reading a lot, but no matter how much I've been talking about it, I've been thinking about it double the amount of time. A little bit of backstory about myself. When I was a kid, I loved reading. Like I loved it. So much so that for Christmas, for birthdays, for pretty much any holiday where you would get gifts, I would ask for books. And that's all I would ask for. Well, not maybe all. That's a lie. I would ask for books and American Girl dolls and American Girl dolls stuff. (laughs) But 
I would ask for a lot of books and this persisted through my entire life. I vividly remember getting a GRE prep book at some point, an SAT prep book at some point. I mean, I was, I'm kind of a nerd. I like learning and I love reading. However, when I reached middle school and reading started to become something that kind of was like a chore, I started to hate it. In middle school, my middle school, we had to do reading logs a lot. And with the reading logs, there was this expectation that you were reading a certain amount of pages or books in a given period of time. And then you'd have to present, like not present, but there would be like a little piece of paper where you'd talk about a character, the plot. You'd have to talk about things. You'd have to add a quote. I don't, I don't know. Essentially, this reading log era of my life is when I kind of fell off of reading because I was a very slow reader at this time. I could not keep up. I felt like people were going through like a book a week. So I'm going to say something that maybe I shouldn't say, but I lied on a lot of these reading logs. And as somebody who was an avid reader, this was not easy for me. Like I wanted to read books, but to say that I only read five pages a night, if even that, I felt so embarrassed. I felt so ashamed. So I would skim through the book and I'd grab a chat, like I would grab something to put on the reading log. And that's how I got through my books. But growing up as a kid, like my library in the summer used to do like reading things. They would have like reading challenges for kids and you would read books and depending on how many books you read, you could go and redeem little prizes. They had all these really cool events for kids in the summertime. I loved that time of my life, okay? I loved reading. I loved getting little knick-knacky crap <laughs> for reading. It was just really fun. I loved it. But middle school and being forced to read at a fast rate when I was not a fast reader just led me to not reading at all. And then in high school, this was the era of being assigned books to read. I actually did read a handful of books in high school and actually enjoyed them. I can think of a few off the top of my head that I had to read for class and I, I genuinely did like the book. But again, in this time, reading just wasn't that important to me. It wasn't something that I fully enjoyed. It felt like a chore. Then in college, I had no time for anything at all. I still don't know how I functioned or how I did everything that I did, but reading was the least of my priorities. I don't think I read a single book. And by the way, like, let me just pause for a second. For some people, it's like a weird personality trait to not read. That's not what I'm trying to get at. You'll get to the story in a second. But what I'm trying to get at is I loved reading. People made me hate it. Then I was too busy to read. And now we're here. So fast forward to now, because in college, I really didn't read. I was too busy reading for classes and all that stuff. But free time to read that I don't even know if I had free time. I still to this day have no idea what I did in college other than classes, extracurriculars, sports, and research. That was basically my college experience summed up in a nutshell. But fast forward to when I graduated college, I decided I wanted to get back into reading. Reading for fun, should I say, because I am still reading actively all the time for classes. But I wanted to get back into reading for fun. So that summer, my boyfriend and I went to Barnes & Noble and I picked up a handful of books and I read one and a half that summer. I finished one completely 
and I started another. Then we moved to the city. The moving process took a lot out of me and I was reading here and there. Some nights I would pick up my book before bed and I would read it a little bit. I'd read a few pages, whatever. Sometimes I would take my book to the park and I'd read a few pages over there, but I wasn't consistent with my reading schedule because again, I am in classes that are very literature heavy. So it's not like I wasn't reading. I'm reading constantly, but I'm reading a lot of research papers or academic journal articles. I'm not reading for fun. Then this summer, I kind of picked it back up again. When we would go to the beach, I would bring my book. I was again kind of reading before bed, and then we moved again. And now we get to January 1st, New Year's Day. On January 1st, New Year's Day, I was going to devote some time to my class. It was, we had started, I think, on January 3rd. So I was going to try to get ahead on some stuff for my class, but me being me and me being a procrastinator, I decided I did not want to read for class. I instead just wanted to read for fun. My boyfriend was working this day, so I finished an entire book. I had started this book sometime last year or the year before. I think it was last year. So it wasn't a big deal, but I got through like 150 pages on January 1st. I finished my first book of the year on January 1st, and I was really proud of myself. But what tends to happen to me is that when I get into a habit or into a hobby that I like, I like obsess over it. So now all that I want to do all the time is read my fun books, not my academic articles. I just want to read for fun. Well, lucky me, the first two assignments that I had for my class included reading two books. Yes, my first two days We had discussion board posts due about our books that we were reading for class. Now, this was only announced like a few days prior, so it took a little while for the books to come. So I had to back to back read two books for this class. It's now January 3rd and I've read three books. I had set a goal for myself. I actually downloaded the app Goodreads on New Year's Eve on December 31st to track my progress of book reading this year because... I told myself I wanted to read six books. I felt like that was more than reasonable. That's pretty much a book every two months, or it is exactly a book every two months. And considering that, yes, I'm in school for the next four to five months, I was giving myself that kind of leeway to say, realistically, if I don't read it all for the first half of the year, I will at least be able to read one book a month from July through December. So once I'm done with school, I should have time to read one book a month. Now it's January 3rd and I've already read three books. So I immediately upped my goal. My new goal is 12 books. I don't really set goals for myself for the new year, but reading is one of those things that I I really want to actively try to do. And I've just taken out three books from the library. I'm in the process of reading one of them now. The other two are due in two weeks, so I'm panicking a little bit because I have to read them at an absurdly fast speed. Like the one book is almost 400 pages and I'm a, I consider myself now a pretty fast reader, but not fast enough to read 400 pages plus the 250 of the other book in two weeks plus the 150 in the other book. Anyways, nobody cares about what my library books are due. But I'm bringing all of this up because in reading these books, I also entered a giveaway. I won like a short story. So right now I'm clocked in at four books, but I'm still telling myself that I want to read 12 books that I genuinely want to read, not for school, not for, I was starting it last year and now I finished it. The moral of the story and why I'm bringing this all up is because 
As I'm reading these books, I was thinking back to one of my favorite topics to talk about, which is parasocial relationships. And I did an episode on parasocial relationships in season one. It is actually my most popular podcast episode, the only podcast episode that has consistently brought in listens, and that still to this day, randomly will have people listening to it. What was so funny about that episode is that when I learned about parasocial relationships six years ago now, or I guess it was like four to five years ago, backtracking for those that didn't listen to that episode, I highly recommend you do. But if you didn't, long story short, I did research in college with a professor that focused on parasocial relationships. And when she first told me the term parasocial relationship, I looked at her like a deer in headlights. This term in 2018, 2019 was not a term that was shared often. When you would search parasocial relationships online, there was basically nothing. There was not even a legit definition of this term. It was like weird random memes and some academic articles of people that had researched it. Fast forward through the pandemic, this term became really popular because people started realizing like, hey, we're developing this relationship with these characters because we have nothing else to do. And now fast forward to now, people throw this term out of their mouths like it's one of the most commonly used vocabulary words in the world. And for me, as somebody who was kind of introduced to this topic when there was very little research or information on it, I still speak about this as if people have no idea what I'm talking about. Which is why it's funny because in the last episode, I had a lot of people talk to me afterwards and say that they had never heard of this term or they had heard of it, but they didn't really know what it meant or they didn't recognize that they actually did have parasocial relationships. And I also had a lot of others that were like, you're stupid. Everybody knows what this is. Yeah, whatever. Big deal. Nobody actually said that, but I said that to myself. (laughs) Moral of the story is that there's just been so much growth in this topic over the past five years that truly blows my mind as somebody that was thrown into this topic when there was nothing on it. But I still really love this topic. I love talking about parasocial relationships because I have many myself. And in case you are not sure of what I'm talking about, a parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship with a media figure, a host, a character. It's a one-sided relationship. And we oftentimes talk about parasocial relationships in the context of, again, television, movies, books, anything like that, newscasters, anybody where you are the only one having a relationship with them. So anyways, the reason that I'm bringing up this topic is because what I find really interesting is how parasocial relationships for me differ amongst media type. In the last episode, I think I talked about my par- well, actually, no, I did. In the last episode, I talked about my parasocial relationship with Stranger Things cast because I made that episode and aired it right around the time that Stranger Things had come out. So I was talking about and exposing myself for how much of a relationship I build with these characters. And I don't know if I fully disclosed it, or I think I did. I don't know. I haven't listened back to the episode. But when the previous season of Stranger Things came out, not the one that just came out, the one before that, which I think was season three or four. I don't know. I can't keep track. Clearly, my parasocial relationship isn't that strong. But when that season came out, I don't know what was going on in my life at the time, but 
I went into that season thinking that was the final season. I don't know where I read anything that that was the final season, but I was convinced it was. So when that season ended, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there are a lot of deaths and plot holes in that season. I had a full on mental breakdown. I was crying. Like, I don't cry for TV and movies. I just don't. I don't know why. I will think about crying, but I won't do it. But I was crying, like ugly crying at the end of that season. And I was so sad for days after because I had ended the show and I had felt like in my mind I had relationships with these people in the show. And I say this all out loud and I genuinely feel embarrassed about it, but also I don't because it's a legit thing. It's a parasocial relationship and it's okay. But that's when I realized like, oh my gosh, I finally get it. Like I actually have parasocial relationships with people. But what's so interesting for me is that as I'm kind of getting older and I'm learning more about parasocial relationships and the world is learning more about parasocial relationships, I've realized that my relationships differ based on the media. So how I've developed parasocial relationships with people in TV shows versus movies versus on YouTube versus podcasters versus in books is all very different. And I just find that kind of interesting. And I, I don't really fully know why, but I have some speculation. So when it comes to YouTube, TV, and podcasts, for the most part, these people, and by the way, a parasocial relationship can happen with anybody. So you could very well have a parasocial relationship with me, but if you know me in real life, then it can't be a parasocial relationship because we actually have a legit two-sided relationship. Anyways, if you don't know me, then sure, you probably could have a parasocial relationship with me. But what I'm trying to get at is with podcast hosts, with television series, and with YouTubers, The reason that my parasocial relationships with them is very different is because I interact with them more often. I've talked about Sounds Like a Cult, which is an amazing podcast. They do not know me, but I would love if they did. Anyways, I'm going to shout them out because I absolutely love their podcast. I have a very strong parasocial relationship with those two hosts. When they are talking, I will talk back to them. I will input my opinion as if they asked me, as if they wanted me to share. I will sometimes go as far as to pause the episode and reflect on what they said and then respond to them. And I might sound crazy and to people who aren't really big into podcasting, you might also think that I'm crazy. But this is a very normal and I'm trying to work to normalize parasocial relationships because there's some negative connotations around the term, but it's really not a negative thing. Well, it can be. It can be very negative. But in this situation, it's not. But the thing is, because I interact with these podcast hosts pretty much once a week, same with television series, because you're seeing these characters develop over time, and same again with YouTubers, because they post maybe once or twice, multiple times a week, because you're able to interact with them more often, you might have a stronger relationship with them. Whereas, when I watch something as a movie, or even when I'm reading a book, While I'm going to see the development of a character, I find my parasocial relationships to be way less strong. It's actually funny because when it comes to books, I find that I don't really develop a parasocial relationship with the characters as much as I develop this kind of parasocial desire to be in their world. And I usually like the plot or the setting of the story and that's what I get hooked on. 
but I don't really tend to develop a relationship with the characters. Now, that's coming from somebody who has only read four books so far this year, and two of those books were very academic-based. So maybe, depending on the books that I'm reading, I could see myself developing a parasocial relationship with a character. I will get back to you on that. But for now, I'm going to say that my parasocial relationships are strongest with podcast hosts, TV stars, TV, not usually the actor, by the way, but usually like a character, and then YouTubers. And again, this is going to be a little bit of a recap, but a parasocial relationship, like I said, can exist with anybody. It can exist with a fictional character or it can exist with a real human being. It can be with the actor or the actress or the newscaster or the actual host. For instance, in my podcast parasocial relationship, I don't desire to be friends with these people or anything like that. I just desire to be a host with them. I would love to be on their episode and talk through what sort of different things I think could be cults. But yeah, it kind of just varies and it definitely can go beyond that. I've definitely gone through moments where I've seen actors or actresses and I see them in recurring films. I'd say one actually in particular that I can think of off the top of my head right now is Florence Pugh. And I'm so sorry if I just butchered her name. I realize I might have said that wrong. But after all the drama happened with Florence, Miss Flo, if you know, you know, with the Don't Worry Darling drama, I'm not going to get too far into it because it's irrelevant now, but you can look it up. After all that kind of drama happened and after I watched her in Midsommar and then after I watched her in that movie, I kind of did go through a parasocial relationship with her for a moment. I just really like her as an actress. She does a phenomenal job. And then following that, I did end up kind of looking through her Instagram, learning a bit about her and following her because I was intrigued and I wanted to know what she was doing and what she was going to be involved in. And, you know, I'm not really somebody that is going to like celebrate celebrities, but you might do this too. And if you find yourself responding to their posts, commenting on their posts, if it's their birthday and you go as so far as to wish them a happy birthday or to post happy birthday, there's no shame in that. But that just shows that you have a really strong parasocial relationship. And that's totally fine. I do this with my podcasters. I think it was actually sounds like a cult. They were off air for a little while and then they came back and I did comment on their post and I was like, I'm so excited that you guys are coming back. (laughs) And so it sounds so funny when you do it and it feels kind of funny when you do it to engage in these relationships that are very one-sided. But you know, in some regards, it's that you hope that they do recognize you, that they see you, that they interact with you. But it's just funny. And I want to say too, there's a big difference between a parasocial relationship and a super fan. Like the key is that it's still a one-sided relationship. If you're a super fan of somebody, like you know everything about the person and they've never interacted back with you, that still can be like a parasocial relationship. But I know sometimes that I'm thinking specifically like Twitch streamers, they sometimes have like fans or people that really admire their work that they then hire as moderators for their channel. That would no longer be a parasocial relationship because they'd actually be working together. So it's no longer one-sided. But I say all that because I think sometimes the idea of a parasocial relationship can get a little muddled. And maybe I'm the only one that thinks that because again, I'm still in this mindset that nobody knows what this is, even though the entire world knows what this is. 
but I still just find it so fascinating. And it was when I was reading these books, I was realizing how my parasocial relationships with the characters in the book or the storyline in the book or how I was hoping things would work out in the book was very different than how my parasocial relationships are with other things. You know, even with Miley Cyrus, I would say I probably have a parasocial relationship with her, but again, it's not as strong as maybe the other people that I interact with more often. So anyways, all of this to say, I want you to all reflect on your parasocial relationships. Do a little check-in with your parasocial relationships. How are they doing? How are they serving you? Do they bring you joy? Are they making you sad? Is there a beloved character that you've recently seen pass or that, you know, broke up with somebody in a show and now you're devastated? Were they a jerk face and now your mindsets change about them? Or is there a new character that you've fallen in love with and now you have a parasocial relationship with them? I don't know. Just take a few moments. Think through it. Again, parasocial relationships can exist in pretty much every form of the term. They can be in books, television, movies, podcasts with different artists. They can even be with athletes. So I love talking about parasocial relationships and I honestly could talk about them for hours. But I'm going to just leave the convo at that today because that's kind of what's been on my mind. I've just been reading a lot and I'm thinking about my parasocial relationships. I will also say I have a lot of shows that are coming back out. You, which I do not have a parasocial relationship with Joe Goldberg. Let me just say that right now. I'm, I am going to judge you if you do have a parasocial relationship with Joe Goldberg. But also, I'm just going to pretend that if you tell me that you do, that you didn't. Because we got some problems and I would like to talk to you about some deeper issues with that. But I, I like the show and I develop parasocial relationships with people in the show, definitely, but not Joe. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you is a show on Netflix. I don't think I'm going to disclose anything else about the show, but I recommend looking up a short synopsis if you are interested in it. And also that comes out in February, I think, but that comes out in February. So who knows? Maybe I will develop a parasocial relationship with somebody in that show. But another show that I have developed parasocial relationships in the past is Outer Banks. And season three is coming out, I think in March. I'm pretty sure in March. And then Miley Cyrus is dropping her album in March. So you best believe my parasocial relationships are about to just continue to grow. They're going to continue to thrive, and hopefully I can develop some with characters and books as well. But like I said, check in on your little parasocial relationships. Don't be ashamed of your parasocial relationships. Be proud of them. Be excited about them. They keep us going. They're fun. They're one-sided for a reason. And maybe sometimes that can be frustrating because you maybe want to know more about the person or you want to be more involved in their lives. But I kind of like that I'm just obsessed with these people or these characters or these podcast hosts and that they have no idea who I am because it makes me feel safe. I feel safe in their presence, even though they have literally no idea who I am. And I hope that you feel that way too. And if you don't, you need to find some new media to consume so that you can find those healthy, happy parasocial relationships to keep you all cozied up and warm while you are staying in from the cold winter that is 
blowing around you. Anyways, I have no idea what I am talking about anymore because my brain is absolutely fried from the past 14 days of articles that I have consumed for this class and the four discussion board posts that I have had to do every single day. So I'm going to stop talking so that you all can go and foster your parasocial relationships. And I, yeah, (laughs) okay. That wraps up my little convo on parasocial relationships today. Like I said, I love them. I'm always happy to talk about them. If you ever want to share with me what parasocial relationship you currently are in or a past parasocial relationship that you have, please let me know. I'm going to post a little IG about this episode and I will let that be the caption. So think about your parasocial relationships right now and let me know who you are currently in a parasocial relationship with. With that, that wraps up today's episode. I thank you all so much for the patience of kind of just sticking with me when I randomly change my upload schedule. I don't take the podcast that seriously. I think that's the fun of it. I started this to not make it a chore. So, you know, giving myself some space and time to just get into the new year to record some episodes and to make sure that I'm coming up with some topic that people can actually enjoy listening to is sometimes what I need to do. So thank you all for the patience and for supporting me again as always. I do want to wish you all again a very happy start to the new year. I hope that it has been going well. I hope that the past few weeks have been good for you and if they haven't been just know that this stuff is temporary. You've made it through all these struggles before, so you will continue working through them. So just take it day by day. January is a tough month, for me at least, and I know a lot of others it's a very tough month. So just give yourself some space, give yourself some time, focus on your parasocial relationships, and just relax. That's Relax as much as you can. I say relax, and I don't know if I even know what that word means or feels like, but let's all just take a moment to relax. Anyways, thank you all again for listening. I hope that you have a lovely rest of your week, and I will talk to you all again sometime in the next two weeks, to be determined. Stay tuned on Instagram for me to announce when the next episode would be posted, but for now, have a good rest of your week, and thank you all so much.